You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 170 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. I'm excited. It feels like Christmas. Not yet. It's only October. It feels like Christmas for me today. Why? Because I'm on a shopping high. What did you buy? Well, so here's the thing, and I like I I bought something on impulse. Really? Yeah, well, so I went to buy ink because you know how when you've got one thing that you have to print out every three months – yeah. The printer runs out of ink. Yes, Does I know. Does it do that deliberately to you? Do you I think, think so. that it waits? No, yeah, it's, it does. You know, and it's I always know. like it's, it's, it's the random colour you go and mm. it's like so it wouldn't work. So I went to buy ink. Mm. I came back with a mirrorless camera. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah, because. Were you like, thinking of buying one? Well, I've been seeing these around and, Were you, you just know, jealous because I have one? Well, <laughs> you've got one and, like, I wanted one on my own and I did an interview with uh, Valerie Jardin who has a very beautiful one and, th- like, this – okay, this is how I shop for things. I will okay. see something and then I'll, like, fall in love with it and I did. This camera was, like, just – like so beautiful and retro looking and I have so many retro cameras here as I look around my office I've got like dozens and dozens of them I just love the look of the black and the silver you know the old school cameras Mm. and so I bought the Fuji 100FX which is looks Mm. like a little zippy retro camera and I thought this would be perfect and it's got a fixed lens it's like a 35 mil lens so you can't change the lens and it's tiny. Like you could probably, if you weren't wearing super tight pants, fit it in your back pocket, definitely in your jacket. And uh, it's 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 really oh cool. Oh, my God. I'm looking at a photo <laughs> of it. Isn't it sexy? Oh, my God. I think Ra just bought that. Ra, no, yeah, it's we this. had a conversation with Ra today. Uh, okay. Hello, Ra. Oh, no, and she, she did Olympus. She's bought the Olympus, which is yeah, also very sexy. Very yeah, retro sexy. looking. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, how cool. And so wow. the thing that I'm really excited about is like wow. I've had a play around with it uh, for the last couple of days, so it's still new. There is um, – a bit of retraining for me because I'm so used to uh, working with uh, Canon uh, cameras. So, so I have like to ask, slightly... why didn't you buy the Canon since you're so – you've just okay. always bought Canon? Because um, yeah. the Canon, you still – like what I wanted was the option to – because after the last trip, I kind of like – 
schlepping so much gear, it's getting harder and harder. I want to know if I can take a smaller camera on it, like just throw a camera into my hand, like over summer now, I can just jump on the bike, throw this camera into my, like my, into my bag or just mm. under the seat and just have it. With, I just wanted something that I could have with me all the time. The Canon one, um, I didn't like it. It it didn't grab me like this one did. Well, it, it doesn't look retro. It didn't look retro. I but, wanted. But you just nothing. But you didn't make sense. You said I just want to. I just want to be able to, you know, chuck it into my bag or so, into the back of the so bike. The but you can. That the, I was looking at with Canon, you you can like I almost went the Canon way because you could put your own lenses on it, but then yes. it defeats the purpose of having this small compact camera, right? Yeah, but you don't and have also, to put the lenses on it. You can just use it as is. Yeah, I know. But I just wanted to have something with a fixed lens that I couldn't change, the 35, and just shoot like, you know, the it for street photography. It also does a bit of video. And the other fantastic thing about it is it's because it's got a leaf uh, shutter. I can I can sync, I can shoot with flash at up to one four thousandth of a second. So I could be in bright full sunlight with a speed light and mm. use fill flash, throw the background out of focus and just use my shutter speed to get the right exposure so I don't have to use uh, ND filters. It's got a built-in ND. I'm sorry, this is starting to sound like an ad for Fuji. I bought the camera. <laughs> I paid for it myself. I just <laughs> loved the look of it. I haven't um, – I'll do a proper review of it like when I've uh, had a really – um, you know, played with it properly, basically, and done a, a full-on shoot. I've just yeah, um, okay. I do like the retro like, style. It reminds me. I really me. like the look of it, Val. It's just yeah. more sexy. It reminds me of my dad's camera and what I learnt on. You know, right. when I was when I was little, it is it is very retro looking. But oh well, congratulations! You bought a new camera and you think it's Christmas. <laughs> well, it's just good because a lot of the members in the goal community, Val, use mirrorless, and uh, yes. so I wanted to now be able to create tutorials now when I can actually shoot using um, my Canon and uh, DSLR, and then also, or here's here's what you can do on a mirrorless as well. So I've got I've got all these options now so I'm really excited about that and yes and none of this is sponsored by either Fuji or Canon these are all you know actual things that we pay our money for yes I don't all buy right. or shoes yes or that matter okay I buy I buy those things too <laughs> All right, so we have, as you know, Gina, mm. I love my little furry babies. Yes, we all I do, have, Belle. <laughs> of course you do. We have, I have my two cats, Rex and Rocky, who are adorable supermodels. Yeah. And I have my two dogs, uh, Dougal and Groucho, who are absolutely gorgeous as well and half the photos that I take more than half 90% of the photos I take are just because I think my furry babies are so cute Mm. um (laughs) so it will come as no surprise to you that when I saw that this book was being released I had to had to find out more yeah it's in my hands right now it's called upside down dogs 
Mm. <laughs> by Serena Hodson, who is formerly from New Zealand but now based in Brisbane, Australia, yeah. and is an international multi-award winning photographer. And I just thought, if so, I mean, who would think of the idea of upside down <laughs> dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've got the book and I'm flipping through it and it's it's just hours of entertainment because they're just It just makes you hilarious. happy, doesn't it? It yeah. just makes me happy. It they does. just make me smile. And all of them, just all so different. They've all got such personality. They're, they're all in all funny little upside down poses because there isn't just one kind of upside down. There are many kinds of upside down. So I thought to myself, I have to ask this photographer how in the world this came about. How in the world would you think of this concept of upside down dogs? How in the world do you get a, a, a an in, international book deal? Because this is with Hachette, which is a major publisher. Yeah. How in the world do you make dogs go upside down? Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't always uh, do what you want them to. And and you know how uh, just there were just so many questions. So I reached out to Serena Hodson and um, we had a chat. So I hope the listeners enjoy my chat with Serena Hodson about her book, Upside Down Dogs. Thanks so much for joining us today, Serena. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. Now, when I saw this book, Upside Down Dogs, I just had to have it and when I saw that it was photographed um by you know someone in Brisbane I thought I have to speak to this woman now (laughs) let's just start with (laughs) well goodness (laughs) let's just start with just maybe in case some people are still thinking what the hell is upside down dogs describe what the book is about and and what people can expect if they get this book um, so basically, it's about dogs upside down um, lying on their backs. Um, it all started with my two dogs, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I've got two, um, one's a French bulldog and one's a British bulldog, and they absolutely love laying on their backs. And I just saw them, looked at them one day as he's, as, especially Garfunkel, he's just lying there on his back and their jowls flop down and they're almost like they're just in bliss. They're so happy when they're lying on their backs. Mm-hmm. And I thought, gosh, there's, there's definitely a book in this. Um, so I um, decided to do a call out and find as many different breeds as I could to see what they look like laying upside down on their backs. And it was just fabulous. Like, um, you know, you'd have the great danes with these big teeth hanging out and the, the big sort of more lanky dogs with their legs up all over the place. And I thought it was just glorious. And, um, yeah, and I just thought, you know, let's make a book and, and make this sort of beautiful idea of dogs laying upside down and making people happy. <laughs> so when you did this call out, was it purely just for your own personal amusement or did you already have yeah. a book in mind? No, no, it was actually just for my own amusement. I, I, I didn't really think, you know, if it was going to be a book or not. I just um, wanted to, to see if, if, you know, other breeds looked as wonderful as, as bulldogs did. And it wasn't until I, I started, I think I did about four or five different breeds. Um, and then I realized, wow, you know, there, there is an idea in that. And, um, and that's when I thought, well, let's make this into a book and let's pitch it to a, to a publisher and see if, if they see the same idea that I did. 
Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, the book is hilarious. It's fantastic. There's so <laughs> many you. different breeds and the, the expressions on their faces are just classic. So, but before we get to that, um, when did you start being interested in photography? When did you decide to do photography? Um, it was probably about, oh, we're looking at about eight years ago now. I'm actually a graphic designer by trade. Um, and then I, um, I was going on, I had a, um, a bull mastiff at the time and my sister had a little dash hound called Ralph and, um, they had this amazing relationship. It was like this big 80 kilo bull mastiff <laughs> and this tiny little sort of 10 kilo dash hound who had so oh. much attitude. And I thought, gosh, you know, they, they just were so beautiful together and I decided I wanted to capture them. So I purely just went into the store, purchased a, a camera and had really had, you know, no sort of ambition except to just capture my animals on holiday. Um, but then it just, my love just grew for photography and capturing them. And then I started a blog with, you know, the Rock and Ralph Adventures and people just <laughs> adored um, these two dogs. And I realized that it was making people happy and I liked it. And so I just kept going. Awesome. So have you focused mainly on pets or do you are you into photographing other things as well um no <laughs> I really just only concentrated on um dogs and some cats not a lot of cats but yeah my love was just dogs I, they just make me so happy they're just wonderful yes. to work with they don't care if you take a bad photo of them they just yeah. they're just adorable and um, they just won my heart Yes, well, one of the main reasons I'm into photography is to photograph my cat, so I really understand. <laughs> so um, just take me through a bit of a timeline. When did you uh, start – when did you put the call out for other upside-down dogs? How many did you shoot before you thought, oh, there's a book in there? And, um, and how did you determine who to pitch the idea to? Um, so it basically started with, um, oh, I mean, the timeline was pro probably around um, from the idea to um, actually making the book was probably about sort of six to eight months of shooting. Um, but first of all, it started with putting a call out just for just for a handful of dogs to try the yeah. idea. And that probably happened in maybe like three or three or four weeks of getting that done. Um, and then I, I put it up on a, um, it went on a few sites of, um, viral sites and people mm. seem to sort of love it and then mm. I th and that sort of gave me an idea well if other people love it then you know maybe there is a book idea in it and mm. then I decided to um, find a few publishers and um, and pitch the idea but I actually um, decided to go through a, a literary agent um, mm -hmm. this time and um, and use their um, expertise to get the get the book deal um, mm. and so I, I sort of sent the idea to her she absolutely loved it and um, she pitched it um, pitched it out to the publisher who has it now and they they decided to go with it so you've published it with Hachette now with the literary agent uh and and with your book proposal generally mm -hmm. how many oh. shots did you need to provide obviously you didn't do the whole book but you no. provide a sample yep. how many shots did you provide of different types of upside down dogs um, it was really only the ones that I sort of started with and went viral with. Um, mm -hmm. So there was probably oh about maybe six dogs, um, mm -hmm. and they were sort of they were actually shot in all the same scene as well. So it was just mm -hmm. really you know it's just an idea. Um, so when I did um, pitch the idea, it was just a few dogs, and they sort of came back and loved the idea. But it was like having to 
you know, broaden up the, the idea a bit with lots of different backgrounds and ideas and um, yes. lots of different breeds and, um, yeah, and sort of, and sort of go that way. And, and they wanted me to shoot up to over 100 dogs for the book. Are there over 100 in the book? Um, not, no, they didn't, not every dog made it, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> so they just, they wanted to pick the best. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get as many as you, as you can and, and have lots to choose from and um, mm. sort of go from there. Now, most of them are shot in the studio. There are some shot outside, but mm. most of them are shot in a studio. Now, do you, is this your own studio? And, and when determining the set, so to speak, because mm. some mm. of them are in little shoe boxes, some of them are in, you know, on a on little beds with some of them are on gorgeous chairs um some of them are on you know uh not really lovely linen uh there's a variety of different um props used so a A, do you have your own studio and how did you determine what kind of props you wanted so that they they would all go well in the book um it was a lot of it was just sort of um designing you know, I'd sort of look at the dog and think, okay, this dog would suit this color or this dog would suit this scenery. Um, most of it, most of it was shot at my studio, but then others was, I did actually go to people's houses. Um, mm-hmm. but it was really, um, yeah, just, you just sort of get the dog and I'd think, okay, that would look beautiful with that sort of setting. And, um, sort of yeah, playing around with what would work. I mean, some of the dogs would come in and, you know, you try three or four different ideas until you sort of got it right. Um, and, and just thinking about the breeds, you know, the, the one where he's in the shoe box, um, mm. I, that, that little guy, he was only like, um, I think he was only like just over a kilo of so dogs. Cute. So he's so tiny. And I just thought, mm. gosh, how gorgeous would he just be in a little shoe box to show how small he was. So yeah, mm. it was just really working with the dogs at the time and also what they were comfortable with. I and mean, it was a big ask for, you know, dogs to come to, to my studio and lie on your back. <laughs> um, yeah. So it took a lot of time and, and um, coaching to, to, you know, get them comfortable and um, let them relax and roll. So how do you coach a dog? Like they come into the studio, there's all these lights and equipment and stuff and you've got to get them on their back <laughs> what, was there a system that you used or how did you get them to do what you wanted um, it's a lot of patience was the was the biggest thing. Um, I don't I use natural a, a lot of natural light with a little bit of more of like a fill light. I, I don't like using sort of flash photography um, on dogs because it, c- it can scare them and not make them relax. So the big thing was just really bring them in and having them relax. The owners um, the owners were absolutely fabulous. They helped out so much. Um, they would you know maneuver the dog and. Um, most of them were just, you know, there's ones that just came in and would just flop and this photo shoot was over in 10 minutes. And then there were others that, you know, took up to some, some of them took up to four hours um, of just sitting there and relaxing and relaxing them until they were comfortable to just lie and roll. So when they lie and roll though, they have, as you say, they've got some really (laughs) different and gorgeous expressions. Was there anything that you did to get the expressions as opposed to them just having a sleep? Um, no, not really. I, I just think it's such a, you know, a fabulous um, way to look at a dog and um, they didn't really need, you know, any sort of 
um, tricks, I guess. It was just, they just look so fabulous upside down and, and it's all them. It is like, I did nothing. (laughs) It's just the the fabulous that is dog. It's a classic. So there are some shots with, um, several dogs, like four dogs or whatever. Presumably they all had the same owner or something. Um, and you've got lots, I'm looking at one with three dogs. When you've got multiple dogs, is it harder to wrangle? Oh yes, oh, <laughs> they're yeah. um the 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 big uh, I don't know the big dogs the big red ones. There's three of them. Um, they not so much. I mean, these dogs are absolutely magnificent and beautiful temperaments, and they sort of just come in and want to be laid on their backs. But it took a lot of like manpower to sort of push them all together, and um, it, it was it was comedy. It was it was absolutely <laughs> so much fun working when trying to get like four dogs together, and and they love it because you know they're just getting lots of tummy scratches and (laughs) um so yeah no it it, it was it was a little bit more trickier than just the one dogs but it was it was probably the most fun because it was the most challenging yeah right and are there what would your do's and don'ts be for if 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 somebody listening thinks oh I'd like to shoot my dog upside down or my you know all my neighbor's dogs upside down what are your tips for them on um, yeah, you do your do's and don'ts. Oh, okay. Um, well, my, my biggest thing is, you know, make sure the dog is, is comfortable on their backs. Um, you know, if, if there's dogs that, you know, they just don't want to lie on their backs, don't, don't force it because it is a very, um, you know, it can be very uncomfortable for them or they might feel a little bit threatened laying on their backs. So first and, and as a master's, make sure the dog is comfortable and don't force them no forcing um just you know calm them relax them lie down next to them a lot of my owners would just lie down on the bed with them and just pat them and cuddle them until they just sort of rolled over and relaxed and then they'd get up and would take the photo so you know the biggest thing is really just relaxing the dog and you know having a lot of patience and and working with the dog and making sure you're completely 100% comfortable and then you'll get your shot so to relax the dog, I mean, do you put on soothing music or like <laughs> get them to chill out on Netflix or something? Uh, the biggest thing is, is just they love their tummies being scratched. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there's some dogs, my my French bulldog, he just loves attention. So, you know, as soon as you roll him on the back and scratch his tummy, he just, he just thinks – it's just such wonderful attention. So the biggest thing is just rubbing their, their tummies until they sort of relax. And you're, the, cause some of them, will, if you do line them on their backs, they can get a bit because they're not going on. And then if you just sort of give them a little scratch, they, um, they'll just, you'll just feel their hips relax and then you'll know that they're 100% relaxed to be able to sort of walk away and take the photo. Are there do's and don'ts in terms of cropping the shot, like maybe don't show their private parts or, or yeah. There there was a few um, of tails being put into places and, um, uh, you know, sort of maybe a a few had a cropped out um, man parts, Um, (laughs) but... (laughs) That was unavoidable. One one dog, I did have to ask the owner if I could retouch some of the private parts out. They were fine with that. Um, and, and some of it's unavoidable, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I kind of think it adds to the comedy, um, but you know, not everyone loves that. So yeah, I guess it's just cropping. If if you just if it's just not going to work 
looking down on them because everything's on show. Maybe it's best to change the angle. (laughs) But, I mean, girl dogs are the best because, you know, they – don't have everything hanging out but um yeah like I, I i think i think it's purely up to the you know what what you think is funny or what you want or yeah yeah, yeah. um so what kind of camera do you use did you use a particular camera or several what talk me through your gear um, so I actually only shot with my, um, the, the D, D3, God, I can't remember what my camera is. That's how bad is that? Um, and so I just shot with that one. Um, um, sorry, actually I'm so bad. I can't remember what my camera is. How terrible is that? <laughs> um, it's my, um, I've got so many of them. I can't remember which one I use, but uh, okay. sorry, Valerie, it will come to me. Um, and then basically my only lens that I, um, shot with was with um, a 35 was the mm. um, my biggest one and then um, if I wanted to go like more wider angle to get that really crazy kind of um, sorry Valerie it's a D4S um, okay. come to me I was just thinking because okay. I've got my D7 my D700 which I shoot with sometimes as a backup or my my D800 but generally it was with my um, D4S Nikon okay. and then also for wide angle um, which was my um, 14 to 24 I think it was um if I just wanted to get that little sort of um where it looks a little bit more distorted you know the sort of big heads um and that was my second lens but generally my um 35 was the um shot through most of that book so you made reference to that a lot of them were shot in your studio now are you referring to your own photographic studio or graphic design studio um, my own uh, studio. So I've just got a, a little studio in my home and I basically decided to just um, shift all of my office stuff out and, and create a studio purposely for that um, book. So and, you created uh, a photographic studio for the book? Yeah. Yep. yep yeah. Absolutely. And um, just brought in lots of um, props and um, beds and just went from there really. It was very easy. <laughs> so... Um, when you got interest from Hachette, uh, what did you think? Did you expect to? Um, oh gosh. Um, well, no, not really. Just, you you know, I think, um, publishing is a, is a hard business and, you know, you don't really know what's, um, people are looking for, you know, picture books. Um, but I kind of, I, I did know that, you know, dog books are going gangbusters yes. and I thought, well, you know, maybe there is an idea here, but you, you just never know. And, and I was just over the moon when, um, when I realized that, um, they did want to go with it and produce it. Well, I have no doubt it's going to be very successful because as you say, dog books are going gangbusters and I can mm. totally see this as an, a Christmas present to so many people who love dogs. So what's next for you? Are you going to do upside down cats? <laughs> I was thinking about that, but oh gosh, I'm not sure. Cats could be uh, I'm really hard to work with, and I, I haven't worked with a, with a lot of them. But um, I'm actually not sure what my what my next project is. Um, I yeah, it'll it'll be something that'll that'll come to me out of the blue, and, and then I'll I'll go from there. What did you focus on in terms of the actual shot? Did you focus on their eyes? What was your focal point? Um, generally, uh, yeah, the eyes are always important, I think, cause you know, that's, that's the first place that you look at and it's that sort of where you 
really look into it and it kind of creeps into your heart when you look into a dog's eyes. But yeah. it, was, it was all different things really. But, you know, sometimes it was just you didn't see the eyes because there was so much skin and sort of jowls yeah. and it was sort of concentrating on that or the teeth or, or even just mm. more the arms. Like, you know, some of the more sleeker dogs was just these beautiful arms just going everywhere. So it'd be like, that's what I want to focus on. But it was, it was really just depending on the dog at the time of, you know, what they were kind of going to bring when they were upside down. So when you first started, you bought the, a camera to capture, your, you know, this these two dogs in your life. <laughs> What, what did you do to um, master the craft of photography? What did you do to improve, um, you know, back from beginner level because you were at some point beginner level eight years ago or whatever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was really just um, practice, 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 and just I, I would photograph my dogs and work with them every day. And it was always um, – I didn't want to sort of work with them as um, just go and take a photo. I decided that I wanted to start working with them in a more creative way. So it was more like pushing my graphic design skill and designing up a look that I wanted for the photo and then, um, you know, starting to photograph them and learn the camera and learn lighting and – and move from there and it's, it's amazing what you you know as you as you keep doing it every day what you learn um so it's really just pick up that camera and get behind it every day yeah definitely now um now that you've got your little your mini studio to shoot upside down dogs is yep. this like a new sideline for you now have you got a business in upside down dog photography <laughs> No, no I, I haven't thought about that, but um, I, I, I don't um, offer session work yet, but um, it, it is something that will be on the cards um, probably next year where I will be offering it. So if people want to come in and get upside down dogs, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> that's awesome. And you'd want to stick with dogs. You don't want to do upside down people or, or even standing up straight people. <laughs> no, I think I'll just stick with dogs, but oh, look, you never know. Well, I have to say it's an adorable book, the one on page 17, which is the shoebox one. I want I, – is it a little girl? I want – this little doggy, yeah. cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, adorable! That would have been so fun to shoot. But anyway, congratulations on the book, and thank you so much for chatting to us today. Great, thank you so much, Valerie. It's been wonderful chatting with you. All right, there we go, Serena Hudson, and upside down dogs <laughs> that was amazing Val I like I love Serena's work I think it's beautiful and I love the fact that she talks about how like she was obsessed with photographing her own dog did it every day and mm. that like you eventually get better when you find your thing that that mm. thing that's unique to you that you love and you it just means that you will put your heart and soul into that into learning how to do that and repeatedly doing it and I believe that actually shines through uh, in the photos and it certainly does in Serena's work awesome interview thanks for bringing us that yeah no worries so the book um is upside down dogs there's lots and lots of photos we've just got a small selection of photos in the show notes which you can check out at ginamilitia.com uh and <laughs> you know they're just funny um i just like i said i just look at this book con hours of fun 
It's just hours of fun. It's crazy. Anyway, so, yeah, if you've got an obsession, whether that is photographing uh, dogs or clocks or typewriters or whatever, keep on doing it because, you know, you never know where that um, passion slash interest slash obsession may lead to. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's coming up with you this week, Gina? All right, so there's lots on. It's that crazy time of the year, so I'm organising shoots. We've been casting with you today, Val, and uh, yes. so there's, um, yeah, I'm going to try and get out there with the mirrorless. We've got longer days now, better light. Yes. So, yeah, what about you? You're on a plane, aren't you, in a minute? I am on a plane, not in a minute, but tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Brisbane, so I'm going to check out a few things that are happening in Brisbane. I'm teaching an all-day um, session on how to build your profile and there's some photographers actually who is going to be in that session um and then I'm meeting up with some of my writer mentorees because uh, I mentor a group uh, quite a number of um freelance writers as well in the meantime uh it will in between those things I'm taking myself out on a creative date just Ooh, me myself and I yeah uh, well you know how I love a good musical where are you going? Yes. So I'm not going to Hamilton because that is in LA and Chicago and New York and right. not not in Brisbane, that's for sure. Um, but I'm taking myself out to see Kinky Boots. Which oh, fantastic. Is, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That's my little creative date because I was earlier this year I was doing this thing to take myself out on a creative date like around once a week and that dropped, has dropped off lately so I'm trying to yeah. reinstate it. Yeah, yeah, bring back the creative day, I say. Mm, good idea. Yes, good for your soul, good for your whatever your creative output is, whether yes. that's writing or photography or whatever, do yep. something to feed your creative soul that just makes you smile and be happy. Yeah. Okay. Do we have Where a challenge find- this week, Val? I oh. reckon we should. Oh, yeah, upside down. Yeah. I'm going to pick it this week. Yeah, of course Hashtag- you can pick it. Hashtag Gina Challenge is hashtag upside down. Now, that you can interpret that theme or topic however you like. It doesn't have to be an upside down dog. It can be an upside down cat. In fact, if there, if it is an upside down cat, I'll be truly happy because um, I love cats. But it can be upside down anything. So that you is the challenge for this week. You can do an upside down selfie if you want. Yeah, you can do an upside down selfie, whatever you want. You interpret it however you like and make sure you head on to the podcast listener group on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community uh, and upload your photo there with hashtag Gina Challenge and hashtag Upside Down. Um, if you are in the gold community and you'd prefer to uh, upload your photo there, make sure you do as well. We'd love to see it. Um, yeah. If you haven't yet checked out the gold community, make sure you check it out. It's awesome. Just go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community to find out more. Such an awesome group of people and uh, some great tutorials that are released every month for participants um, live mastermind call with Gina photo critiques with Gina and Gina's in the community every day answering questions and checking out what's going on so yeah there you go where do we find you online Gina obviously apart from ginamilitia.com so Instagram is at ginamilitia Twitter and you can find my uh, uh, Lightroom and Photoshop tutorials and some behind the scenes at uh, ginamilitia on YouTube I'm also on Pinterest and uh, that's about it Val what about you 
Um, you'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, I'm on Facebook in, in those Facebook groups as well. So connect with us there. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.